good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees, their multicultural mess and secular scam. Thank you so much for joining me today, my friends. I hope you're having a great time wherever you are. The weekend is nearing. It's always fantastic and I'm happy to be here with you today. Thank you for joining me in my podcast. There were many people who joined me last night, so... Uh, I'm really honored to bring this podcast to you every day. It's a small podcast, but it's my way of speaking to the world. And I know, um, you know, I have audiences from all over the world. So hello, good evening, good morning, wherever you are. And thank you so much for joining me. It's it's an absolute honor. Um, so, yes. Today we're going to talk about Jagmeet Singh. Uh, we're on this Khalistani... Uh, uh, phase because of what uh, Justin Trudeau did, uh, unfortunately, of you know whatever way you want to look at it. We've talked about just Justin Trudeau. We have talked about the Kalistanis. We have talked done a podcast how the Sikhs are not Kalistanis, uh, and today we're going to do something on Jagmeet Singh. Now, who is Jagmeet Singh? He is the leader of a political party in 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 um, in Canada, and many people are seeing him for the very first time. Um, unfortunately, even I didn't know him a couple of years ago until he became a member of parliament. Um, he was all over the news and I had no idea, never heard of this man before. Um, not to say I was following, uh, any particular parliament. I was following more at that point, the, the, uh, Donald Trump and, um, the adversaries in the Democrats, um, following the U.S. election, uh, you know, the American, um, um, politics more than anything else, because that was dramatic, you know, that, that, those four years were drama big time, and oh my goodness gracious me, never seen so much drama, but here we have Jagmeet Singh, and he is the NDP leader of the National Democratic Party, is that it? Um, they are orange in color in Canada, and they are socialist, my dear friend, big time socialist, they think the earth is flat, and all the problems are someone else's fault. They are never the problem. They are always the weak, the poor, the uh, justice, un- social justice warriors. Um, they are all of those. Okay. In reality, as I always say, it's your currents that form the waves. It's not the waves that form the currents. They don't understand that the earth is cyclic. We are cyclic. Our energy is cyclic. We are like currents and waves. We go up and down. So you will have periods where you're down and you will have periods where you're up. And that takes seven, that's a 72 year cycle to move one degree. So if you're all, if you're trying to uh, eradicate uh, injustice. It's never going to happen because you're looking at something wrong. The way you portray your in or um, uh, understand concepts is completely wrong. You will, it's like a dog catching a tail, uh, running after to catch its tail. He can't. He cannot. The dog cannot catch his tail because he'll be running in circles. So you're always trying to eradicate poverty, but there's a new wave coming along. Instead of removing the dirt and the in in. Uh, the ignorance you are doing very clearly, um, you're just making a fool of yourself. But that's what the socialists are. They believe the earth is flat and they can eradicate everyone that they don't like. Uh, and they divide the world into rich and poor, white and black, racist and non-racist, justice and social injustice. And that is who um, Jagmeet Singh is. Uh, but 
Look, um, there are some good leaders who do talk, you know, on the socialist front, uh, who do uh, talk sense, um, who do some good work. And it's not that they're all bad or you may not like their philosophy. But at the same time, there's some good people there. Uh, by and large, ever since, um, ever since Jagmeet Singh came on, he is just... Um, you know, I want to throw up every time he, he talks. I mean, I don't even want to look at him. I don't even look at him. He and Trudeau, I, I, when I see them on, on, on the internet, I just do daily. I just go to the next video. That's all. Um, I just turn the page. I mean, I, I don't look at them, uh, because for them, they, everyone else is the problem. All they do is divide people. Trudeau is identity politics. He goes with racism, Black Lives Matter, Islamophobia, xenophobia. Anytime you say something against them, you challenge the rhetoric, oh, Islamophobia. It's a defense mechanism to stop you from asking the real questions and from, from, for them for telling you. Uh, they don't know what they're talking about and they are just a bunch of corn men uh, trying to deflect and rule. Um, and, and, and him, Jagmeet Singh, he's no different. Uh, he's just the other side of the coin. Um, he, he goes, everyone, oh, hate speech, hate speech. That's the new philosophy, new way of, new rhetoric, new propaganda. Hate speech, racism, everything is racist. If he doesn't like it, he wants to portray himself as a victim. Oh, racism, I faced racism. You don't understand, I faced racism. Oh my God. Why didn't your parents come here? Why didn't your parents just go back to where they came from? If you're, if you're facing racism, why do so many thousands and millions of people want to come to Canada if there's racism? Why? Uh, why do people want to come to the United States? I mean, you say one time you come here, instead of saying thank you, um, that is what immigrants don't do. They do not say thank you. They do not offload their baggage. They do not offload their mentality. They do not take responsibility. They do not... Um, uh, they, they, they do not heal, but they want to change the status quo for someone else. They want to change their adopted country where they couldn't even change their own. They can't change their own lands where they came from. So they come to a new country and thinking, oh my God, for the first time in life, I have free food, free this, free housing, free education. I, have, I can say something where in their countries they couldn't say anything because the mafia would have kicked their butt. So they come here and they become the mafia. Instead of saying thank you, they become the mafia and they become the, uh, oh, we are the heroes of the land. We are going to be, uh, we're going to change the status quo. Um, we are going to uh, fight racism. We're going to fight race injustice. Go to your countries where you've left. And, and try and fight injustice there because there's a lot of injustice in your countries. Oh, no, we can't. Oh, you don't understand. You're racist. You're Islamophobia. Oh, we can't. We are victims. Everywhere they go, they are victims. Everywhere they go, they have problems. Everywhere they go, they have um, fighting in injustice. But it's never-ending saga of injustice for them. They only see injustice because they need people to want them. People will not want them if they don't have a sob story to sell. So everyone has a sob story to sell, every Tom, Dick and Harry, because we are currents and waves. We go up and we come down. It's not specific only for brown people or white people or green people. It's just human beings. We're not, we're not brown and white. But if you keep dividing the land by brown and white and racist and non-racist, you refuse to heal. The problem is you. Because it's your currents that form the waves. The 
earth is not flat. You are not flat. Your energy is not flat. Until you heal, um, you're not going to change. And that is why I say um, first and second generations immigrants anywhere in the world should never be in politics, whether federal politics, whether uh, state politics, whether municipal politics, uh, any type of political activity, nor should they be in the police force, nor should they be in the force in the armed forces. For the simple reason is that it takes at least two generations for you to, to, to offload your baggage, at least two generations if you do your homework. If you don't do your homework, then not only will you not uh, create that peace, but generations after you will be, um, uh, will be cracked in their foundation. They will not be able to build upon something because you, the first generation, didn't do your homework. Uh, and so I always say first and second generation should never be either in politics or in the armed forces or any police force because that is all violence. Violence, 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 violence. And you want to heal. You do not want to come from another country and go into another country where you're doing the same thing. You're... you're you're getting into a violent rhetorical fight. Politics is all about war. Politics is war from one to the other, facing each other, um, ideological war, uh, political war, um, economic war. It is um, propaganda war. It's all, it's all trauma to the mind. And the mind is trying to heal and you're there trying to you know, balance the status quo and you're going, oh my goodness gracious. Uh, so I don't prefer that any anyone of first second generation I will never vote for a first and second generation to be in politics I will never do that um, and that is my basic principle I hope you understand that who uh, if you're listening to me and and have that conversation with anyone so we're going to come to Jagmeet Singh and we're going to see why I I say that he is the perfect example of this um, and we're going to see who he is now he He's born in, in, in the late 70s. I'm not going to take his uh, date of birth, but it's on the internet. Um, his family comes from Punjab. They, they are Sikhs and they come from Punjab in, in, uh, in India. Okay. His father, he wrote a book. Jagmeet Singh wrote a book. Well, he grew up in the Let's start again. He grew up in the province of Ontario. He went to school. He spent a small part of his life in India with his grandparents when he came here uh, after being born in Canada. And then after he came back, he went to school in Ontario. He went to uni college and university. Uh, he did a bachelor's of science and he did a um, bachelor's of law all in Ontario. He did some pro bono work uh, for law and then afterwards, over time, slowly, he, he started working uh, in politics. He got elected to the, the legislature in Ontario. He became an Ontario uh, member of the legislature. And then in 2019, he became an Ontario, um, he became a member of parliament in Canada. Uh, that means Ottawa. Uh, he represents a riding, as they call it, in British Columbia. So he, he's technically now... Uh, representing British Columbia, uh, because that's a Sikh holdout, you know, so that's, that's, it's an easy give, uh, all his Khalistanis are there, and so on and so forth. Um, he got married recently, and he had a, he had a daughter, but uh, look, um, 
the issue I'm trying to say here is his father, he had a troubled childhood. Uh, Jagmeet Singh had a very troubled childhood. Um, his father came from, from India in the late 70s. And his father was an alcoholic. Okay, His father was an alcoholic. And um, he, well, there was a lot of abuse in their homes. Okay, a lot of abuse. His father was, um, he says in his book, uh, his father was drinking too much. For years, he'd come home from work, um, hit the booze and pass out on the family couch. There were fits of rage and failed attempts to dry out at his once sturdy frame shed weight to alcohol. Something needed to change. So Singh told his father to leave and kicked him out. He was 21 when he had to do this. My mom, he, said, he says, was kind of emotionally drained from everything that's going on. And I'm the eldest I had to step up, Singh told the Star newspaper by phone on Monday. It was, well, this is in, in the news article, thespec.com. You can read that. And I will put a link in the podcast. If I don't forget, because sometimes I forget. Sorry about that. Um, my mom was kind... Um, yes, it was probably the hardest thing I had to do in my life. Singh is 40 now. And... Um, known to Canadians as the leader of the federal New Democratic Party. In his, in his memoir, Love and Courage, published Tuesday by Simon and Schuster, uh, Schuster, Canada, Singh unfurls the story of his upbringing in Windsor, Ontario, the hardships he overcame on his way to becoming the first leader of a major federal par uh, party who is non-white. With an election in the offspring, the memoir is the NDP leader's entry into the familiar genre of political get-to-know-me books, a, rec pre a requisite pre-read practice that Singh saw as a chance to share elements of his um, personal story. He writes about racist bullying he experienced as a Sikh kid with long hair and a patka, small head cap. He was pushed around on the playground called Dirty for Brown Skin, described as a parky and diaper head. To help him defend himself, his parents put him in Taekwondo training, a decision that exposed him in the trauma of a couch, uh, trauma of a coach who, as Singh discloses publicly for the first time in the book, abused him when they were alone at his house. So um, basically, um, he says here, yeah, Singh said in his book, as much as the story as is uh, his is his father's Jagat Ram. He's a doctor from India who came to Canada and fell into a cycle of alcoholism that alienated his family and his eldest son feeling the burden of responsibility for himself and his loved ones at a young age. He recalls arriving at a university in the first year being reminded um, of a rehab facility where he has driven his father uh, for one of his attempts to stop drinking. Uh, his father's example turned the young Singh of drugs and alcohol as a teenager. Um, and to his day, to his day, he abstains even from coffee. Um, so I think in his book, he preludes the fact that, uh, turned, I don't know if he says he turned, 
turned the young Singh away from drugs and alcohol. I don't know if he was doing it or he saw others doing it and he was turned away from it because of his father's alcoholism. So let's start with his father. His father comes from Punjab and when someone is alcoholic, uh, like that or abusive, you know right off the bat that that person has faced a lot of uh, um, trauma in his childhood. So the fact that uh, Jagmeet Singh's father was an alcoholic means Jagmeet Singh's father, Jagatram, f uh, had a lot of trauma in his childhood. Uh, that means probably in the 30s and 40s, um, whenever... Um, yeah, he, he had a lot of trauma in his childhood. He went through a very traumatic experience. And that could only mean one thing. Um, Jagmeet Singh's father passed through partition. Uh, he definitely passed through partition. Or he w was witness to partition, maybe even, even if he was not affected. I don't know the story. He never talks about it. But he probably went to partition. And all those people who came out of partition were traumatized and affected by the genocide. One of them was my father, although he did not witness the, 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 the partition himself. He was not, he, he was part, he, he was from the epicenter. So he came away a little couple of years before, but his, his, his city was in the epicenter of the partition and which means bloodshed. And that's what he saw in the papers. That's what he left behind. And he was traumatized. Uh, 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 an event in his in his young life that destroyed him, destroyed his family, um, destroyed everything, and here we go. So um, it influenced. He became my father was not alcoholic, but my father uh, was abusive. Um, my father was very, very abusive emotionally, physically, uh, not sexually, but abusive. And he married my mother and she too was abusive. But I don't blame anyone else for racism for that. Um, um, so this is a very common uh, outcome of someone who is traumatized by massive trauma. The currents form their waves. It doesn't stop. The currents continue. It continues and continues in your home. The trauma of that war continues, continues, and and like like a cask like a like a wave, it current it forms its waves and it continues through the generations until you stop it. You rise above those currents and you balance it and you surf. You learn to surf those currents. Don't let you don't let the currents sink you. But that you have to know how to do it. Instead of un, you know telling yourself that oh it's racism, it's thisism, thatism, you have to understand your currents that form the waves. How long have you this violence go going on, and how you can balance it by offloading the baggage. That is important. And it seems like jug jugmats jug. Uh, Jagatram Singh was part of the partition because that's the only major event that happened in that area in the 1940s. We all know that. And if he's from Punjab, he at least witnessed this, even if he was not part of it. Um, and definitely his Jag uh, Jagatram's father would have gone through it. So down the line, he's come to this very difficult area. Now he comes to part. Now he comes to Canada, and obviously, not only is he um, away from his family in Punjab, he is alone with his 
demons. And what does he do with his demons? Okay, he, what he does is he becomes an alcoholic because you're now alcohol is available very easily. So as becoming an alcoholic, now he becomes abusive to his family, to his community, to his sons. Um, and obviously, uh, Jagmeet Singh goes through a very abusive childhood. Um, and as a result of which, he spends, they lost everything, no income coming. He was a doctor, so no income coming in, which means Jagmeet Singh says he, he, he had no home at one point of time. He had to sleep in other people's home from couch to couch, friend's home to friend's home. And there was a time when he did not have anything. So he comes from a very traumatized childhood. Uh, he comes from a traumatized childhood um, and he blames it all on India. Okay, so the outcome of this trauma is India. It's not, it, he doesn't understand the entire situation. He doesn't understand the entire uh, scope of things. He doesn't understand how far, going back in history, further and further and further, further. He doesn't understand all of that. But he understands, um, he, he blames everything on India. India's bad, India's this. But it, it all comes up from the fact that, um, he comes from a troubled father. His father comes from, from India. So, well, guess India is bad. And being brought up in a Sikh community surrounded by Khalistanis, obviously, you're going to believe you're going to eject all your negativity and project it all on India because that's what you're told. That's what you, you're brainwashed within your influence. You're influenced by Khalistanis. So, every single problem you have is attributed to India because that's the only thing you know. Um, so now he's, he's troubled, and not only that, he is apparently sexually, um, sexually abused as a child during his Taekwondo classes. Now, um, again, what Singh doesn't, uh, it was not, uh, the police did not manage to find out whether it was true or not because of the fact that the abuser passed away. But anyway, uh, you're the, like I always say, the violence on the street is an extension of the violence in your homes. So if you stop the violence in your homes, you will stop the violence in the streets. If you stop the violence in your streets, you will stop the violence at your borders. The, the, the issue is that he couldn't stop the violence in your streets. So there is going to be violence in your home. Uh, uh, he couldn't stop the violence in his home. So there's going to be violence in your street. He is going to be violent. So don't project your violence as race on the outside because the racism starts on the inside. That's also violent. If someone is bullying you on the inside, why is that not racism compared to um, someone's bullying you on the outside? It's still bullying. It's still abusive. It's still violent. Why is the race outside? Just because it's your mother and father, it's not violent. Just because you're your mother and father, it's not racism. It's not someone abusing you, calling you names. Is that not racism? Why is it racism only on the outside? Well, that's what people don't understand. Your, the, the violence on the outside is an extension of the violence on the inside. If you cannot stop the violence on the inside, whether physical, um, mental, emotional, sexual, um, you will not stop the violence in the streets. So that is very important. And Jagmeet Singh does not know that cosmic science. He doesn't understand the world is not flat. And he blames everyone 
for racism, racism, Islamophobia, racism, racism, everything. He doesn't, he cannot project himself. He cannot, uh, if he cannot have an answer to his question, he wants to get a vote. He wants to put you down. He wants to step over you. He'll just treat you as racist. Racism, 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 racism. And he goes, he goes into, um, he goes into parliament and he accuses people of racism. He goes somewhere else and he portrays people as racism. So it, it is so disgusting, this man. He has nothing to say and he wins all his arguments on racism. And, and if he doesn't get what he wants, he, he'll accuse you of racism. And that's basically how many times have we heard him saying that. And you can see it on, on YouTube. It is insulting to the core. I mean, at one point people are saying, how much more am I going to take? I mean, it, why is everyone else racist when you want something? If you want something, you want to get something in life. Why is someone else racist? So you can't get your way, the normal uh, way of life. You can't heal. You have an issue. So someone else has to be portrayed as racist just so that you could get what you want. Well, that is disgusting. And that is Jagmeet Singh, unfortunately. But, you know, uh, the Asian community, the Sikhs, the Khalistanis, the Muslims, all like him because um, he's saying racist. That's the fundamental foundation that we've been brainwashed with as a generation or two. We don't want to take our responsibility. We do not want to heal. We do not want to offload the baggage, but we want to blame someone else. So he's going to pander to the same equation. He gives the equation back and he gets votes. That's exactly the fault, the problem. He divides in order to unite. He divides people in order to unite people. And that's exactly what it is. So that's Jagmeet Singh in a nutshell. And of course, on his, on the NDP uh, homepage, if you go online, he, he's portrayed as this, oh my God, great leader, great this, great that, great this, great that. Well, obviously people are going to talk nice about you. You're going to portray yourself as nice and a leader and a social justice leader. Um, you're not going to talk. You're not, he, he doesn't take any of his responsibility saying, yeah, the violence was in my homes. And that's why we had to face the violence in the streets. It's not because of racism. We are projecting the racism as a vocabulary, as a propaganda so that we cannot, we, we do not heal. And we're always in the state of anxiety. But if you get people to heal, they will not need you. So they will not need these political leaders with their propaganda. So there you go. Unfortunately, that's the long and short of the story. Um, so that's Jagmeet Singh. Um, now, I have seen him before, uh, should I say, doing my research on him. Um, all he talks is about um, how he came into politics for social justice because of the 1984 bombings. Now he's saying, growing up as a child, I um, I heard the stories. I I got to know the um, I heard the stories. I I got to know a lot of uh, uh, what people saying around me, the anger, the injustice. He always starts with the 1984 bombing. And people in this country, in Canada and the United States, do not understand anything about the history of Punjab, history of India. They know nothing. They just know what the media shows them and they know what all these Khalistanis, very vocal, tell them about, about you know, the Sikhs. But they don't say that within the Sikhs, there are many factions and many factions are keeping on fighting with each other. 
They, he also doesn't say that there's a lot of gangs among them. They've got the highest amount of female infanticide among them. They've got the highest amount of drug addicts among them, even in Canada and the United States. There's a lot of drugs. There's a lot of gangs, the gang warfare. There's a lot of murder. There's a lot of um, horror stories. He cannot cure all of that, but he wants to cure everyone else and save the country and bring social justice and fight for a separate state. But even in Canada and the United States, they cannot stop the female infanticide. They cannot stop any of the issues within the community. And he's trying to get the community together to fight something on the outside. Well, that's the problem. When you cannot heal on the inside, you will not heal on the outside. When you cannot take your responsibility, you will not get equal opportunity. Wearing a turban and a kada uh, and going to a Gurudwara does not make you a Sikh. Guru Nanak gave his knowledge in from a book uh, decoding the Vedas so that they understand the metaphysical behind who they are, the, the, the mechanics behind who you are. That is who... Uh, that is what Guru Nanak was doing. He used his Sanskrit knowledge and the knowledge of the Vedas to heal from the inside. These people made it into an ideology, into an empire, into um, a, a separatist movement, and they're trying to call themselves Sikhs, but they're not Sikhs. So Sikhs, people who call them Sikhs are many, many factions, many, many clans, many, many tribes, and there's a lot of gang warfare. Um, and even in Canada, he cannot stop it. And he doesn't talk about it. He only talks about the 1984 genocide. Uh, but there was no genocide. There was a big problem. Yes, there was a problem. Yes, you have to take it, um, acknowledge that. And like I said yesterday, the, the issue, the problem is callous, is the ISI in Pakistan who wants to break India and take back north of India, like the Mughal times, like the Delhi Sultanate, like the Lodis, uh, like the Ghaznavids who came and invaded India and, and settled in north India, okay? And occupied and invaded and colonized north India. So they think, Pakistan thinks that they are the re modern representatives of North in of of the Mughals, they are the descendants of the Mughals. They are the descendants of the of the Turkish invaders. They are the descendants of the Lodis, Delhi Sultanate, the Ghaznavids, the Arabs, and so they have their God-given right. Allah has given them the right to occupy North India, um, but obviously they could not do it. So they have to use proxies. So they have been using proxies from from 1947. Jinnah wanted North India, they couldn't get it, so they've used proxies. And after the 1970 war, um, after the 1970 war, now not only did they have proxies, um, they used, they funded these proxies, trained them, uh, called the Khalistanis, and that is the root of the problem. But Jagmeet Singh is not going to talk about that. Jagmeet Singh starts with 1984. And the gullible people of North America um, just bought this, um, you know, believe whatever people like Jagmeet Singh say. But this event, this event that Trudeau has now gone after um, and made such a huge hullabaloo about it, now, today, we have the internet, like in 1985 when they bombed Air India 182, like in, in 1984 when they killed the prime minister, like in 1984 when, when the happenings uh, Operation Blue Star happened. Um, there was no internet. 
Today we have the internet. So I guarantee you everyone is researching, researching, researching. As a result of which they realize that the Khalistani movement is not just a oh separatist movement. They know it's a Pakistani ISI movement. It's been going on since the 1970s and they are violent. They are terrorists. Um, and they're sponsored by, like I said, Pakistani ISI and the Muslim Brotherhood. And that's the long and short of the story. So all of a sudden, the lie that is Jagmeet Singh has come out because he says that is 1984 when the problem started. It was not 1984. In 1982 itself, Indira Gandhi, the then Prime Minister, asked Justin Trudeau's father, Pierre Trudeau, to, to hand over Sikh terrorists, uh, one of them being Parmar. And 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 uh, Parmar is trying is is saying very clearly, um, you know, Parmar was behind the air in the bombing. So this happened in 1982. The Operation Blue Star didn't happen in 1982. It happened in 1984. But so so, so this problem with with the Khalistanis existed way before 1984. So all these lies that it started with 1984 has just now coming out. It's coming out and people are realizing that this is a way deeper problem and these lies of, oh, the Sikhs are minorities, the Sikhs are minorities and they're facing injustice is now slowly going to come out and the truth behind this Khalistani movement is going to be blown up all over the world. Now, let me explain to you. If they really wanted justice, they would have supported their own uh, Khalistani women, the Sikh women. In the United Kingdom, the Sikhs, the women have been gang raped by Islamic people, by Muslims from, uh, from, from the United Kingdom, specifically Pakistan. There is the, they call it the Asian gang rape because they're too scared to say Islam. Uh, but we know that there's been a two decade, uh, gang rape going on by Muslims, uh, as a jihad, um, um, against the, the non-Muslims of, of um, against the non-Muslims in the United Kingdom and perpetrated by by people who are sponsored by these mosques and these um, you know uh, jihadis uh, mosque uh, specifically you know um, certain extremist elements uh, not everyone but again many many Sikh girls were in, in dozens and dozens of Sikh girls were involved in this they were raped and gang raped by these Muslim boys. Uh, specifically from the subcontinent and elsewhere too. Um, they tried to show it as a, as a subcontinent problem, not an Islamic problem, but it was an Islamic problem because it was sponsored by the mosque. Uh, no one talks about it a lot, but it is. it did happen. Now, no one in the Khalistani community said anything because Khalistan... Is in, in is funded by the Pakistani ISI, so they can't say anything against their funders, um, uh, finances. Sorry, you seen Jagmeet Singh say anything? No, he's fighting for justice. He can't say anything because he's controlled by the Pakistani ISI. Did you see anyone in North America say anything against for to support the the, the vulnerable Sikh girls who were raped in? The United Kingdom. No, no one. Did you see Justin Trudeau say anything? No, no one. But yet, but yet they stand up for this one man. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, this one man, this terrorist has been gunned down. No, violence is not good. And I don't even like that. I don't agree. I don't see why he had to be killed. I don't agree with violence in any format whatsoever. Um, 
it happened. I, I can't take it back, but it happened. Why? And that's because he, that this fellow Niger who was, who was killed, he was also propagating violence. So when you propagate violence, the currents will come and form your waves and, and, and you will get back what you invested. But there was so much of talk about this. All those girls, no one is talking about those girls, not Jagmeet Singh, not the Khalistanis, not anyone, tells you that these people are not really Sikhs. They are Khalistani extremists. He was asked to condemn, Jagmeet Singh was asked to condemn uh, Parma, the guy who was mastermind behind the 1985 bombing uh, of Air India 182. The answer was no, he did not condemn it. Um, and he, he has... He, he aligns with them and his rhetoric of minorities is a propaganda lie. So all these lies that he's been propaganda, he's been promoting all this time, minorities, 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 minorities. In reality, now the whole world is coming to know that this minority business, oh, the Hindutva fascist is all propaganda. This fascism that's going on, uh, Apparent alleged fascism, Hindutva fascism is just propaganda, only propaganda. The reason why it's propaganda is now come out that they are supporting and they are propagating terrorist elements, terrorist scams to, to, to separate, bifurcate a country um, and to destroy a country from the inside um, to, um, you know, by thinking, oh, you must give people the right to vote. Well, yeah, would you give up your country and your capital because they want all of Delhi? Would you say, oh, if someone wants my country, some people want my country for a new state, I'm going to give it up, including my capital, including my entire cities. I'm just going to give it to you because you want your own state. I mean, would you do that? Would anyone do that? Why doesn't Canada give up Ottawa? Why does the United States give up Washington, D.C.? I mean, after all, there's so many people, the natives want their land back. Why, doesn't the, why, don't the, why don't they do it? Well, they want others to do it, but they won't. They are supporting terrorists to destabilize a sovereign state and asking that same sovereign state to respect their own territorial integrity. The answer is no. If you do not give respect, you're not going to get respect in, in return. I mean, come on. But what do you think we are? But now the world knows that the propaganda of minorities is a lie. It's a propaganda to cover up for their terrorist activities to destabilize states um, and create animosity, anger, and further war. That is the long and short of the story. Finally, Trudeau did something which none of us could do, is show the whole world that his lies about about um, minority is all but propaganda. And that also is Jagmeet Singh. His, his lies about justice, social injustice, true um, to power, racism, phobia, xenophobia, all these phobias, all these I'm going to fight for this, fight for that. Um, when he's being funded, when his alliance or his voting base is being funded, by the Pakistani ISI, who has wanted to do one thing, but to control, to, to reform the Mughal Empire on Indian soil, take away North India, bifurcate India, uh, take away North India, and they call it, oh, social justice. Well, you know what, let's bifurcate, let's bifurcate Pakistan into Baluchistan, who wants 
justice. Um, Northwest Territories and uh, Pakistan occupied Kashmir, they also want justice. Why don't we give them their own states? The Sindhis want justice. Why don't we give them their own state? But guess what? That he doesn't want to do because he's doing one thing. He's working for the Pakistani ISI. And we all know that. Um, you know, you can say it any way you want. He's using the Canadian state. He's using Canadian taxpayer money's money to work for a foreign against the foreign government, which is against the law. You can't use a state to to um, terrorize another state. I mean, the United States does it all the time. But look, uh, it, that's why they're fun- funding uh, funding because. Sorry, did I say that word? My goodness. Fumbling, I apologize. They're fumbling. They're fumbling, totally fumbling. And that's important to say they're 31 trillion or 32 trillion dollars in debt. That's because they went and invested their money in war. Well, guess what? So did Pakistan. And so is Canada doing it from the back door because they have given space to all these terrorist groups, terrorist activities, separators to divide other countries. Well, somewhere up the line is going to come down to you. So the next generation of Canadians who are going to be here, um, it's not going to have it very easy. That's because the investment in war, in hate, in negativity, in terrorism, um, that is that this government has given a free hand to everyone and to the drugs that they've let spread. I mean, has the drugs reduced with Trudeau's uh, new law of uh, making cannabis legal? No, but that's what he's done. That's what he's done. That's his only achievement. What did he achieve? No, he achieved one thing and one thing only. He legalize cannabis. So when he goes down in history, he'll say, what did Trudeau do? He legalized cannabis. That's the only thing he did. Oh, yes. And he doubled the debt. Of course, in hands with another nice fellow called Jagmeet Singh, who says during uh, COVID, Co- Trudeau wanted to give $1,000 per head or per family uh, to Canadians who had lost their jobs. And Jagmeet Singh Jagmeet Singh said, oh, no, we're going to double it to 2000. So he takes credit for doubling the SERB, which is, I think, I don't know what's the real word for it. It's the, you know, the assistance, uh, monetary assistance given by the government to Canadians during COVID. He takes, uh, uh, he takes uh, credit for that, but he doesn't take credit for doubling the debt from 650 billion to 1.2 trillion, or almost 1.2 trillion. Uh, so that debt that it's doubled, it, it's not his fault. It's not his business. Uh, although he agreed to the bill to, to get this money out. Where did the money go? Because money didn't go anywhere except in, uh, Canada's not advanced. The debt is not paid. Inflation is high. Housing prices are high, which is completely the reverse of what it was in 2015 when last Prime Minister Stephen Harper left. The house was in very good shape. It is a mess right now and people are falling off their chairs. Um, Well, they don't have any chairs anymore because they're selling their homes. They can't afford the homes. So that's the long and short of the story. And that, my dear friend, is Jagmeet Singh, someone who will not talk about uh, against terrorism because his his alliance, his voting base is the terrorist group that he supports. Um, And he will not talk for Sikh women or girls who were wrongly gang raped by Muslim perpetrators in the United Kingdom because all of these people were funded by 
the Pakistani ISI. And that's one of the reasons why the Congress kept in India, Congress kept quiet on the atrocities in Punjab because the atrocities in, sorry, in Kashmir, because the atrocities in Kashmir were, um, were handled by the Muslims, um, Pakistani ISI and the Muslims, and the Muslims were their voting base, so they couldn't say anything to it, to them. Um, long and short of the story, they let it happen, they let the mafia run, run a, a racket, and now we are left with all the miseries and all the problems because of the mafia, and now they're telling the world that the mafia are minorities, the mafia are um, uh, victims of Hindu fascism. In reality, this mafia, these victims, are really the mafia that the Congress let run for decades and decades on a row only for their voting for vote for votes and and voting blocks and the appeasement and that's exactly where Canada is going down the road um, so can you imagine the next generation they're going to be a new India that's exactly what it's going to be in 20 years time well what not even looking at 20 and 10 years time because it's a mess this was not the Canada in, in 2015 it is the Canada now in 20 40 it's over uh, because he's invested uh, Justin Trudeau and Jagmeet Singh have invested in exactly the same policies that the Indian National Congress have let the mafia rule and then try to cover up their tracks by saying that the mafia are minorities and the mafia is uh, victims of Hindu fascism it's not they're just mafia uh, vote banks to there to put fear into people to there to take their money to for, for them to take hafta and for them to run a riot and, and destroy the country from the inside. But hey, that's the way politics works and that's democracy for you in a nutshell, unfortunately. I wish it was better and I wish it could be better, uh, but we can heal individually. If we can change the world, we can heal individually. We can offload the balance by gaining the knowledge. Uh, and once we have the knowledge, we can heal, we can offload that. And little by little, we can rise up again because every time the sun sets, the sun will rise tomorrow again and we have a chance to do it one more time. And very important to note, stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in your streets. Stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. Thank you very much, my friends. Stay safe until we meet again.